0: Summer is finally mercifully here, Manitoba. If you want to promote your band or your team or your business with some fresh gear this season, check out our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Supporting local business is more important than ever in these tough times. So get a made-in-Manitoba solution to your screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl, and graphic design needs over at divineshirtcompany.ca or on Instagram at DivineShirts, shirts. And tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up of your ass
1: and get!
0: Okay, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, As a lot of people who listen to the show regularly know, I like to kind of scour the internet trying to find local artists that are new to me and are doing things that are new and and interesting and different. And I think I definitely have one of those artists on the show today. Um, I think the best way to start things off would be for you to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background about what it is that you do. And I have lots of questions about what you do, but uh, just in your own words, how would you sort of describe your music? And yeah
2: hi uh, my name is amanda Forrest. i am a clarinetist uh born and raised here in winnipeg um most of my music started out in the more conventional stream of wind band and more classical chamber music and Suddenly the pandemic hit, and I couldn't really do a lot of uh, live performances anymore with uh, with the, the Winnipeg Wind Ensemble and any plan for any other chamber music or solo concerts, yeah. so um, I recently started doing some exploration with electronics and, uh, and improvisation that um, I've been sort of wanting to get into. Um, and yeah, so occasionally, uh, at times, I will do a lot of audio, uh, audio recordings. Um, well, for the past two years, that's mostly what I've been doing. I uh, recently released an EP with uh, with uh, record uh, called Paint Chip Prompts, which involve a lot of um, the titles of the pieces are uh, names of paint chips from uh, from uh, the paint company, Bear, okay. um, who you can find at Home Depot. <laughs> um, this was sort of inspired by a product I did. Um, in my undergrad, I did music education, and one of my education courses was just kind of centered around coming up with creative activities uh, to help teach lessons. Okay. And we did some sort of icebreaker with paint chips. I think, but I had an idea, it's like, you know, it would be really cool if you could kind of use the name of the paint chip colors as kind of a prompt yeah. for any kind of art, artistic project, whether it's having to write a story or...
0: Well, it's a cool uh, idea. It's a, I mean, it's definitely a, an unusual way to, to approach, I guess, coming up with, with, with music. I mean, a lot of people use prompts and use, you know, themes and topics, but paint chips, It's it's you're going to get something very different, I think, than if you use something more conventional um, for a prompt. Yeah, music. for sure.
2: Yeah, and uh, this is an activity I I also would like to encourage any artist to do of any medium. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Just to kind of spice things up a little bit and get your brain kind of working.
0: Well, I was gonna I was gonna ask if if it was a pandemic project because I mean it, it makes sense that it is something you worked on over these past couple of years because I think everyone's sort of found different ways to cope with with being locked down or being unable to do their their. Traditional artistic pursuits, right? I mean, yeah. uh, so you have to find new ways to, to approach things. But uh, I guess, like, just to, to rewind a bit from this, uh, why the clarinet? And I, d- I don't mean to be, you know, insulting towards clarinets or clarinetists, but it's not an instrument that I see being used a lot anywhere, really, in kind of more uh, contemporary music, right? I mean, it, it 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 almost seems like it's a relic from a former era. And, and again, I don't mean that as an insult, but it, it seems to be oh, no. to me anyway. I associate it with. A time and place and genre, a couple of genres, and then and, and that's about it. I haven't really heard a lot of, of, of new clarinet music. So what is the appeal of that instrument to you?
2: Okay, well, um, I've actually, um, I've been playing the clarinet since I was age. age. Yeah, I started when I was 12. Um, okay. Started in grade seven at Elmwood High School Band. And I really liked sticking to the instrument. And I've always been into music. I've always been sort of a theater kid. And I did have kind of a soft spot of of orchestral music and a lot of wind music. Yeah. So yeah, um, I had a, I had a uh, band director who was very supportive of that. I was lucky to have very supportive parents. Um, and I eventually decided I wanted to go study music at in university and see what i could do about music and i was encouraged to become a music educator and occasionally i still am but uh i did toy with the idea of clarinet performance and i still do um through my uh, university studies i've also been sort of exposed to uh newer music and a lot of the more unconventional there's a lot of stuff for clarinet and electronics out there that is uh that is composed that's awesome It's so.
0: good to hear i'm glad to hear the clarinet is not some dusty old relic like i'm, I'm picturing right it's, no it's not it.
2: some dusty old relic for sure uh we even have um there is an association for the clarinet called the international Clarinet association and we have and uh, they have a festival called clarinet fest okay. that goes on every year in a specific city in the states or in sometimes it can be somewhere in europe but yeah uh and it's just sort of this opportunity for a lot of uh, clarinetists to come together and i either perform and showcase new pieces or present uh present lectures or workshops on on research that they've been doing cool. um but yeah there's a lot of re- really good stuff there um I was really lucky to play uh, some pieces performed for me at, or uh, composed for me over at a over at a virtual rendition of the festival in 2021. So that was fun. And
0: but, that's obviously due yeah. to the pandemic, right? To having to do it online. Yeah, versus, yeah. of course. Yeah. Am I am I wrong in that that impression of clarinet kind of uh, being a dated instrument though? I mean, I obviously you're immersed in the world of it, right? But I mean, compared to say ah. something like the saxophone, right, which is not that different, uh, it's, it's used so much more in contemporary genres of music. Like, I mean, there's maybe 35, 40 genres of music you can point to that are popular and 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 mainstream even that, that use a saxophone or a trumpet or um, I mean, even even string instruments. Even you can have a, a violin or a fiddle or a cello, and it seems like all these the clarinet. And again, I'm not trying to shit on the clarinet because it's a cool. Oh, I know, absolutely. But but yeah, it is I mean, is that kind of the perception that you think a lot of people might have about the instrument?
2: I think a lot of, uh, especially young people, will have that conception for sure. Um, Believe it or not, there's a lot of stuff out there that can make can really showcase the clarinet and the cool sounds it has. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, I think you've done that with with this with this record too. I mean, like. Yeah. Thank you. Where does the electronic side of things come in then? I mean, do you have a background in in, in making electronic music as well?
2: I actually, um, (laughs) the electronics is something that's kind of uh, was also born from the pandemic um, and um, how I've kind of started creating that has kind of expanded a little bit. Um, (laughs) So, When I started incorporating electronic sounds, I have this uh, little tiny Yamaha keyboard that I've kind of been holding on to that has a lot of bizarre sounds. And I first started with using that and combining it with audacity effects. Okay. Um, And more recently when I start, uh, where I started doing more of my own sort of improvised stuff was um, during the pandemic, there was a uh, festival, online festival that was created in response to a lot of the sort of musical workshops and stuff being shut down called Z Festival, uh, created by uh, Peter Traver and Shoshana Klein, who are musicians based out in the States. And I think Shoshana did her, did her master's in oboe performance over in McGill, but I think she's originally from the States initially. But um, I had a friend, uh, a friend of mine uh, uh took part in uh, their uh, their uh, first festival during the summer of 2020 and um, she had a really great time and I saw all of the really cool things. I watched a lot of the concerts, it's like that's actually really cool and sure enough they ended up having sort of a fall program called the Un Academy that went on for two months and I so I I uh, applied for it and got in, and uh, we were challenged to try to experiment with certain things and kind of, uh, and sort of create our own individual piece of multimedia. Initially, it was for musicians, but it kind of ended up becoming for expanding their uh, artist mediums a little bit. Cool. There were some visual arts. There was I know there was a, a theater artist as well, but yeah, I got to meet a lot of really interesting people all over the world, and. Um, yeah, I started out with doing an improv uh, set of improvisation, set of improvisations uh, involving uh, kind of doing weird effects to my voice in certain things and uh, just kind of being able to uh, put my keyboard sounds to use. Okay. Um, shortly after that, I uh, I uh, switched to a Uh, I switched to Reaper rather than Audacity uh, just because it was recommended by uh, uh, a couple of the uh, faculty involved in the festival. And I explored a little more about getting a MIDI cable for for my keyboard so I could use it as input. Okay. And uh, I found a sort of free synth plugin called Surge that has a bunch of different sort of synth presets and a lot of really cool effects. And so I get most of my sounds from that. Okay. And yeah, I've started, sort, sort of started to combine, I've sort of started to create more pieces like that and just kind of do a lot of that for fun. you. Usually I'll also do uh, do some multi tracking, multi tracking covers of things. I am a little bit of a gamer at heart, mostly a casual gamer, and I've made a couple of covers either with a friend or or by myself of certain video games. Okay. I have uh, I have a uh, national park from Pokemon Gold and Silver cover that's starting to gain a little bit of traction. Um, yeah, I yeah. Well, Most
0: I, of oh sorry go ahead. Sorry no no, no continue. I was going to say like I, I'm wondering if this 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 whole um, you know adventure into electronics and 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 into this more improvisational more kind of um, uh, unusual sounds you're making uh, with your instrument has that opened you up to potentially new audiences. I mean the video game thing obviously that makes sense. You're reaching people who are in that community which is huge right and there's there's people who know that music extremely well and are probably out there yeah. looking for for covers of it but then just in, in Winnipeg in terms of I mean I know that you know shows have only recently started happening again because of the pandemic and everything but does uh-huh. this kind of give you inroads into maybe more of the um, experimental music or even electronic music communities here in the city?
2: I guess it kind of slow slowly is giving me a lot more interest i don't know if i really necessarily have an audience for that stuff i'm I'm just really having a lot of fun and it's kind of just a it's kind of just been a really important outlet for me since i haven't had a lot of live performances um and i'm hoping that'll change within within this coming year um but yeah i uh
0: do you i'm do you have the Sorry. bug for this now though? Like, are you, are you, is this something you want to be doing more of now that you've kind of experienced it a bit? And you know,
2: I'd like to do more of it. Um, I've, uh, I don't really, I consider myself more of an arranger than a composer, but I'm thinking about maybe doing a bit more structurally composed things. Um, actually with, uh, with paint chip prompts, um, uh, most of my stuff, uh, before paint chip prompts, I usually would just plunk a lot of the electronic sounds through the keyboard. Okay. Um, but um, I ended up kind of programming, uh, programming some of the mm-hmm. motives, like the ones you hear in uh, Stiletto Love, you know, dun 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 dun, and in Dangerously <speaking> in <classical singing> Elegant, dun <speaking in classical singing> Those really sort of steady motives were. So, uh, I ended up programming them into. Uh, a notation software exported them to MIDI and then just sort of put them into the synth. Oh,
1: cool!
2: Just because I, <laughs> I'm not actually a keyboardist by any means, and there's a small delay on my synth, and it kind of gets my fingers kind of flutzed up. So,
0: what is the the process for playing this kind of stuff live? I mean, you know, I, I'm assuming you're doing this solo. So, if you were going to do a show where you were doing strictly the type of stuff that's on that record how would you how would you do it? What is sort of the the setup there because it, it would be improvised, I assume, right?
2: Yeah, well, um I think in terms of there'd be um I think I'd probably program the electronics beforehand just to make sure I'd have them ready. yeah, um I'd probably have uh, start uh, mess with try to see what kind of effects would go really well with the uh, electronics uh, using my effects pedal, which was a lot of what I use okay and in the records, um, but yeah, um, more than anything, I just try to make sure to plan wh- what kind of sounds I have beforehand, and then um, what I what I like to do, uh, what I uh, and this is something I'm experimenting more with from one of the iterations of uh, Z Festival that I attended is just kind of setting a kind of uh, little tiny little limitations uh limitate to to three sort of musical concepts i can do with the clarinet like maybe i'll play i'll play on a certain scale i'll only play like trills or tremolos or maybe i'll like okay i'm gonna do bursts of flutter tonguing or maybe i'm just gonna play only in the low part of the instrument just three or two things and trying to uh, try, and just trying to structure a piece, uh, the clarinet stuff around that.
0: Does that make it, is that just to give yourself more of a challenge? Like knowing that you have that, that limited amount of space to to create with?
2: Um. Yeah, in, in some ways, yeah, just kind of giving more of a challenge, but also just kind of just so I don't have these moments where I kind of freeze up. It's just like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, it helps me think on the fly a little more as well
0: that that makes sense for sure. I mean, especially if you're doing it solo as well, right? You you want to you yeah. don't want to end up stuck somewhere where you can you can't uh, find an easy way or an obvious way to get out of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah,
2: for sure.
0: So, you know, if the pandemic wasn't wasn't happening, I mean, I know it's it seems like it's hopefully maybe wrapping up soon, but I mean, if we were in, in the normal before times right now, what would you be doing as a musician? Like what would be sort of a typical year for you um that well... isn't interrupted by this?
2: <laughs> um well, it's hard to kind of say what a typical year would be uh, be for me, just because um, my first year after my master's degree in clarinet performance was being back here in Winnipeg. Okay. And and uh, the year after that, the pandemic had sort of <laughs> hit when I was starting to get more of those opportunities. But um, what, I, what I will say is, um, usually I play with the Winnipeg Wind Ensemble, which is sort of like our local professional Winnipeg Ensemble, it's a community-based, um, we uh, we usually put on around uh, four or five concerts a year. Uh, we're actually doing one uh, on August 30th. It's a concert okay. on the lawn, so uh, over at uh, over I can't remember the details. But I'll have to look look into that soon. But uh, yeah, um, but yeah. So there's Winnipeg Wind Ensemble. Um, sometimes I try to go for like one big thing per year. Um, I'm really hoping I can try to get into uh, trying to get, I'm trying to apply for uh, Clarinet Fest 2023 in Denver, Colorado, but we'll see if that comes to anything. I really would like to perform live because it really wasn't the same kind of experience.
0: Well, yeah, how could it be, Uh, right? Because everything has been strange because of this, yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, for sure. but, yeah, aside from that, I am also a music educator. I'm a substitute music uh, substitute music teacher, and I teach uh, in a couple of school divisions in Winnipeg. Cool. and uh, occasionally uh, i've I've come into different different schools. Teachers will ask me to teach a clarinet sectional to their kids. Um, I'm actually teaching uh, teaching a band camp, teaching at a band camp awesome. uh, next week, so I'm really excited for that too.
0: Yeah. that's very cool. Uh, what has the reception been to, to this record? I mean, I, like I said, I kind of stumbled upon it, and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool and, and different, and something that I've never heard before." But uh, I assume that a lot of people who have heard it are people you know, and people who are maybe more mostly you know, just
2: people I know. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people have really sort of sort of found uh, found it. Um, well, hopefully, this I've,
0: helps. Hopefully, this helps to get the word out yeah, about it. Yeah, I, yeah.
2: Yeah. I really appreciate you asking me to be on. That's I'm really flattered that you liked it. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm hoping I can reach out to more, uh, hoping maybe people will really enjoy it and maybe start listening to it more.
0: best way i guess at this point to hear it i mean i found it on bandcamp i know it's obviously there where would you encourage people to go if they want to check it out and and check out your other stuff too
2: yeah uh if you you have a couple of different choices um so bandcamp is uh obviously the big one that's where i first dropped it but uh, i recently uploaded it to youtube and soundcloud You can uh, find a lot of my stuff there. Bandcamp, uh, that's a lot of sort of my improv stuff. uh, But YouTube has a couple of my video game covers and a lot of some of the previous live performances I've had, both in my university years and ones that I've organized.
1: Okay.
2: SoundCloud has very similarly what my Bandcamp does.
0: Cool, cool. So it's mostly the improv stuff. Awesome. And then what's the best way... Right, the video games, yeah. What's the best way to find out more information about what you're doing as far as potential upcoming shows? I mean, the good thing about this being a podcast is someone could hear it yeah. right when it comes out or they could hear it a year from now and maybe by then you have new music out and, and new things happening. So where should they go online to find your information? Yeah,
2: if, if they want to find information about what I do and a little bit more about me, they can go to my website, which is amandaforestclarinet.com. Yeah.
0: Cool. Okay, awesome. It, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we could do this because like I said, I mean, this is kind of a... I've been doing not not, not 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 that I'm an expert on on music in any sense, but I've been doing this for like nine nine more than nine years now, and I've talked to so many different types of artists, but clarinet for some reason has never come up. I've had people who play all kinds of instruments, and I mean electronic artists, there's loads of those in Winnipeg, and people have been doing similar things, but not with the clarinet. So it's very cool to to first of all hear your record and 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 get you on the show because it's uh it's nice to find something new when I'm talking to you know punk bands twice a week (laughs) for years (laughs) and nothing against punk bands i love them but you know what i mean oh absolutely well and i guess what you're doing it kind of has a punk rock aesthetic to it as well in the sense of yeah not not sonically but just the way you're 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 improvising and making some some noise that is not a lot of noise
2: stuff
0: yeah cool i have
2: yeah i have a lot of friends who are in the diy punk scene well not a lot but a couple yeah a couple of them and that's a lot of fun
0: Well, and it's always nice to see that too, regardless of what type of art it is, when people are are approaching it that way and approaching it in sort of this way where there are no rules and you, you can do it on your own and you don't have to, you know, everything is kind of out the window and it's a clean slate and you can sort of just uh, do whatever comes out of your brain. So yeah, it's
2: really amazing. Um, I, uh, the friend who introduced me to the Festival, um, she's, uh, she's she's a flautist that's how i've kind of known her but she's expanded back to visual art which is something she's apparently done in the background and she's created this sort of series based off of her synesthesia okay and it's absolutely beautiful
0: what is her name Uh, shannon k lewis cool